Welcome to the Spirit Empowered Life. Today, Pastor Couples brings another message on leading a fulfilling life through God's principles. Here's Pastor Couples. Would you take your Bibles this morning and go to the book of Luke? In just a few moments, I'm going to get there. Those of you who are joining us at our campuses today, would you take your Bibles as well? And let's go into the Word of the Lord together. And I believe that as I am preaching here, that also this Word that does not return void is going to speak into your life today. That whatever you're struggling with, whatever you're going through, that there's going to be an answer given in your life today through the Word of God. Here's what I want to talk to us about today. I want to talk to us about what's in a name. Would you say that with me? What's in a name? Now, I, I did some research about 2009. Here are the top 10 names, boys and girls, given in 2009. Jacob, Ethan, Michael, Alexander, William, and I assume you understand those are the boys. Joshua, Daniel, Jaden, Noah, and Anthony. The girls' top ten names, Isabella, Emma, Olivia, Sophia, Ava, Emily, Madison, Abigail, Chloe, and Mia. Those were the top ten names that were given in the year 2009 in the U.S. to babies that are being born. Now, most of those names were given just because somebody saw them, they heard them, their favorite rock star, their favorite soap opera star, somebody had that name, and so they named their baby whatever that name is. But when you begin to research in Scripture, you find out that there's more to a name than just if you like it or not. Let me read to you, and I don't do this often, but let me read to you just a little definition. This is from Unger's Bible Dictionary. It says, to the Israelites, the name was a sign of something. They generally express some personal characteristic of the child, some incident that was connected with the birth, um, and or some hope or prayer of the parent. In other words, when they named a baby, uh, there, there was something behind it. They really believed that when they spoke this name over this child, that something was going to happen. And so they didn't just randomly choose a name. They made sure that they figured out what that name represented, what it meant, and they gave that name to that child with the intent that that child was going to live up to that and fulfill the destiny uh, that was in that child's life. Look in the book of Luke, the second chapter, and the 11th verse, because I want to read you uh, this passage. It says, For there is born to you this day in the city of David a what? Come on. A Savior who is Christ the Lord. There's born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. When you begin to look at that, you begin to say, wait a minute, what, what is this whole thing about this Savior, this Christ the Lord? Uh, in fact, uh, let, me, let me help some of us this morning. Christ is not Jesus' last name. A lot of people think it's like John Smith, Jesus Christ. No, no, no. The word Christ, uh, it, it, it means, when, when you look it up and you, you define it, it means the anointed one. It means the Messiah. And so when, when you look at that, when you study Scripture, Jesus one time looked at his disciples and he said to them, Who do men say that I am? 
They said, well, some say you're John the Baptist, some say you're Elias, some say this, some say that. And Jesus looked at him and said, but who do you say that I am? And the Bible says, Peter speaking up said, thou art the Christ, or thou art the anointed one, thou art the Messiah, the Son of the living God. And Jesus said back to Peter, Simon Barjona, flesh and blood, did not reveal that unto you but my Father who is in heaven. And he goes on to say, and upon this rock, upon this revelation of who I am, I will build the church and the gates of Hades itself shall not prevail against the church. Now I want to tell you something. If that name is that spectacular, then we, we need to figure out why. Why is this name uh, so wonderful? Why is this name so powerful? What is it about that? I mean, we talk about Savior, Christ the Lord, but that is, is that the name? No, it's not because when you look it up, uh, you find out that Christ uh, means Lord, uh, or in the Hebrew, uh, it, it means Jehovah. And so when we begin to study this, what we find is is that that name was given by angels, that name was, was given by God uh, to Jesus. And, and when we begin to look at that, we find out that there's something special about names. How many of you know there is something special about names? Now, we all have designations. You say, what do you mean? Well, uh, to two people in this world, I am father. I have two children. I am their father, but that's not my name. To one woman in this world, I am husband, and only one. <laughs> to thousands of people through 30 years of pastoring, I am pastor. Uh, through being on television for a long time to tens of thousands of people, I'm preacher. But that's not my name. My name, which was given by my mother and father to me, is William Edward Couples, and I don't go by any of them. <laughs> Somebody asked me, said, well, you know, why, don't, why aren't you Bill? And I said, my dad was Bill. I'm Eddie. That's, you know, it's just who I am. Somebody asked me one time, said, well, you know, when most people, when they get older, they shorten that to Ed. And I said, yeah, but I grew up with Mr. Ed, the talking horse, and I did not want to be Pastor Ed, the talking horse. <laughs> So I just stayed Eddie, all right? But, but when, you, when you use my name, my name encompasses father. It encompasses husband. It encompasses pastor. It encompasses all the things that I am is wrapped up in my name. And so at whatever level you know me at, then my name signifies to, come on, get it. It signifies to you what I am to you in your life. And so when you begin to look at the Word of God, what you find about names is that names are powerful. You know what? Names define the purpose of a thing. You know, you say keyboards, you understand that it's for making music. Uh, you say hammer, you understand it's for nailing nails. Or using it on somebody. Uh, you know, it, 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 it gives the purpose of a thing uh, to that when you hear the name. If you know what the name means, it gives it purpose. Uh, the, the second thing that a name defines, or it, it tells us about the character of a person. You know, I, I could start naming some names right now. And, and you would begin to immediately reference their character. Bernie Madoff. He made off with all their money. 
You know, I mean, I, I could begin, uh, I, you know, I, I could go through history, and I won't, but I could name names, uh, you know, Benedict Arnold, and you immediately think traitor, George Washington, father of the country, uh, you, you know, Benjamin Franklin, uh, what, what do you think about him? He did so, I mean, you, you begin to name these, and it, it defines something. It brings about a, a, the part of their character or who they are. The, the third thing about a name is that a name will give you access. Uh, if, if you have the right name, you can go anywhere you want to. You, you, I mean, you get access. You, you just show them and say, here, my name is. And, and a lot of times, maybe your name isn't, but the person who is over you has the name, and that name gives you authority. Uh, recently, uh, President Obama uh, had, had a chief of staff who just resigned, but his name was Rahm Emanuel. And Rahm Emanuel, it was a bulldog. Man, he, he is a tough, tough Chicago politician. Uh, but, but Rahm Emanuel got access all over the world, not because of his name. He got access all over the world because of the name of President Barack Obama. And, and it brought him access into his life. Another thing that a name does is a name brings favor. I mean, ask Dr. Phil about the name Oprah. It brought favor to his life. Okay, and so when, when you begin to understand that, you begin to say, wait a minute, there is something about the name. What, what is it about the name? And as you begin to read Scripture, you find out that this name is the name Jesus. J-E-S-U-S, Hebrew, uh, it's Yeshua. In fact, Jesus Christ is Yeshua HaMashiach. Now, you don't have to remember that. You can just say Jesus Christ. He still knows who he is. All right, but, but watch this. As I begin to prepare for this, I, I begin to look up at, at some references, and history tells us, and even the Word of God describes some of this, that during the time of Jesus' life on earth, those 33 and a half years, that there were somewhere between 40 to 50 other men who were named Jesus. So the name Jesus, and let me just explain this, the name Jesus is just a shortening of the name Joshua. All right? The name Joshua is the Lord is my salvation. The name Jesus just means Savior. And there were 50 other men that were going around under the name of Jesus. And yet there was something about this one who Peter said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. What made him different? Let me, let me share some things that makes this name powerful. First of all, this name was announced by the angels. The angel showed up and said to Mary, You shall call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. In the dream that Joseph has when he's not sure what to do about Mary, the angel shows up and says, Don't be afraid to take her unto you. This is born uh, of the Holy Spirit, and you shall call his name Jesus. Jesus. So that, that name is so powerful because we know that it was announced by angels. But not only was it announced by angels, this one who represented, who lived that name. The Word of God says that at his baptism, the Holy Spirit descended as a dove and there was a voice that spoke out and said, this is my beloved Son in whom I am what? Well pleased. And then the Bible says this. It said when that happened, the Holy Spirit drove Jesus into the desert for 40 days and nights. 
And if you study the scripture, he doesn't just have a temptation three times at the end. When you read scripture for 40 days and nights, he is in this warfare with the devil. But you know what? At the end of that, the devil said, turn these stones into bread. He said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. He takes him to the pinnacle of the temple. Cast yourself off. Again, Jesus said, thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Shows him all the kingdoms of the world. Says, I'll give them to you if you'll bow and worship me. Jesus said, thou shalt worship the Lord thy God and him only shall thou serve. In all three of those, Jesus overcame the power of the enemy. In fact, Scripture says it this way. It said, in all manners, he was tempted like as we are, yet without sin. This one who we call Jesus never one time sinned, never one time failed, never one time messed up, never one time needed the blood to be applied to his life because he was the perfect spotless lamb of God which taketh away the sins of the whole world. When you begin to understand that, you understand the power that he brought to that name. The word of God says that he was led by the Spirit. That's why that name is so powerful. How many times you read in Scripture where it says, and he went away late in the evening to spend time alone praying and, and talking to the Father. The, the Word of God is so clear that Jesus at one point said, he said, I don't do anything that I don't see my Father do. There is the understanding today that he was led by the, he never one time missed it. He's constantly walking in the Spirit. Now, we can walk in the Spirit, but I have to be honest, every once in a while I miss it. Now, maybe you don't. Maybe you got it all under control. But the Word of God says he was led by the Spirit. God goes, goes on in his Word to show us that not only was he led by the Spirit, but he came forth victorious over death, hell, and the grave. They put him on a cross and Satan thought it was all over. He thought he had won the greatest victory that there ever was. But on that third day, something got to shaking. The ground got to moving. A stone bounced out of the way. And Jesus Christ walked out of that tomb by the power of the Spirit of God. And he is alive forevermore. He is alive today. You can go to everybody else's tomb, every other great teacher, and they're still in it. But you go to Jesus' tomb, he just said, I need to borrow one for about three days. Just let me borrow this because he said, I'm not keeping it because I'm coming forth on that third day. And so because of that, you and I have the power to conquer death. And the Bible says this about him. It says, he has now ascended upon high. And he has sat down at the right hand of the Father waiting until his enemies be made his footstool. Right now, the reason that that name is so powerful is because Jesus Christ has ascended upon high. And here's what the Bible says about this. It says that he ever liveth to make intercession for us. Oh, hear me. He is, he is right now making intercession for us. Even in these services today, he is making intercession for us. And he is praying for us today that you and I would experience every blessing, every benefit, every good and perfect gift that is from the Father above of whom there is no shadow of turning. And so we've, we've got that power. You say, well, Pastor, what does that power bring? What does that name bring? Is it, is it just, you know, and, you know, most, most of us, we just kind of use it as a catchphrase. Have you, have you noticed nobody swears using the name of Buddha? Come on, you ever been around somebody and they hit their hand with a hammer and go, oh, Buddha. 
Muhammad. Hare Krishna. Why, why is it, though, man, they'll fly out with the name of our Lord and Savior when something bad happens? The reason is, is because the devil himself knows how powerful that name is. And if he can get us to use that name illegally, if he can get us to take that name in vain, as the Scripture says, then he's won a battle. But if we'll understand that that name brings some things, and I want to share those with you this morning. Let, let me show you just quickly today what the name of Jesus brings. Acts, the fourth chapter, uh, verse 10. This is after uh, the, the lame man's healed. It says, Let it be known to you all and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, by him this man stands here before you. This is the stone which was rejected by you, the builders, which has become the chief cornerstone. Now watch verse 12. Nor is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men which we, by which we must be saved. The name of Jesus brings salvation. A lot of names may bring a lot of things, but the only way to be saved this morning is through the name of Jesus Christ because he is the one who gave his life as a ransom for you. And this morning you can just come to him and you can say, Jesus, I am a sinner. I have lived my own way and I need today for the blood of Jesus Christ to cleanse me from my sins. And the Bible says if you'll confess with your mouth and you'll believe in your heart, that Jesus Christ has risen from the dead, you'll be saved. Wow. Salvation comes through the name of Jesus. But you know what? Not just salvation. John, the 20th chapter, the 31st verse says this, but these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the anointed one, the Son of God, and that believing in him, you may have life in his name. Second thing you get is life. Not only do you get salvation, you get life. You say, well, everybody's got life. No, no, no. You can be breathing and not have life. I mean, there are a lot of people just taking up space. Remember what Jesus said in John 10, 10? He says, but the thief comes what? But for to kill, to steal, and to destroy. But he goes on and says, but I am come that you might have life and it more abundantly. Life comes through the name of Jesus. Listen, I want to tell you, if you've never experienced Jesus Christ, He is life. When you allow Him to become your Lord and your Savior, He brings life to you. And I want to tell you, that life is not for 60, 70, 80, 90 years. That is life forever. You're going to one day, you're not going to die. You're just going to step into another dimension of life. You're living here, but there's another dimension coming. Oh. People say, oh, so-and-so died. No, no, no. If you are in Christ, the Bible says you don't die. You just move in to another dimension. You just move into the next place of your life for eternity when you have experienced the name of Jesus Christ. I've got to slow down. I've got to quit preaching. There's preach on this stage. John, the 16th chapter, gives us the third thing that we get. And that is this, 23rd and 24th verse, in that day, boy, I love this scripture, in that day you will ask me nothing, but assuredly I say to you, whatever you ask 
the Father in my name, he will give you. Until now, you have asked nothing in my name. Ask, and you will receive that your joy may be full. Full. That's, that's your joy. Why? Because the third thing that we get is that we get provision through the name of Jesus. Jesus looked at his disciples and said, everything you've done so far, you've just done it uh, because I've given you authority. But he said, I'm getting ready to leave. But he said, once I'm gone out of here, you're going to be able to ask my father. And if you will use my name, if you will use my authority, and when you come before the throne room, when you get there, whatever you ask. Some of y'all didn't get that. Let me, let me do that again. That word whatever, I looked it up. You know what it means? Whatever. <laughs> whatever you ask in my name, in my authority, and under my directive, you can have it. And so God says, I'll bring provision into your life. 1 Corinthians gives us another thing that comes into our life through the name of Jesus. 1 Corinthians 16, 11, excuse me, 6, 11 says, and such were some of you. Now, we won't read what we were. A whole list up there. But you were washed, but you were sanctified, but you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. The fourth thing that happens through the name of Jesus is justification. When, when I appropriate the name of Jesus Christ, that word justification, we've heard it so many times, but let me repeat it. It just means just as if I'd never sinned. You may come up and tell me something that I did, but I'm walking in the light as he is in the light, and I've got fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanseth me, present tense, cleanseth me from all sin. And so I'm just walking around. I may fail. I may stumble. I may do some things, and you may see them, but you know what? My Father in heaven, because of the blood of Jesus Christ, looks down and says, justified. He has not sinned. The enemy comes up. The Bible says the devil is the accuser of the brethren and he accuses us before the Lord night and day but every time the devil accuses God looks at the blood of Jesus and I am justified I am right I am holy in the sight of God because of the name of Jesus Acts the fourth chapter when they had set them in the midst, they asked, By what power or by what means have you done this? And Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, Rulers of the people and elders of Israel, If we be judged this day for the good deeds we have done, then this man's been made well, so be it. And he goes on, though, in the next verse. He says, Let it be known to you all and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, when God raised from the dead, by him, this man stands here before you whole. Guess what? Healing comes through the name of Jesus. The Bible says Peter and John on their way to prayer looked at the man. The man said, give me some money. They said, we don't have any, but such as we have, we'll give you. In the name of Jesus Christ, rise and walk. And the Bible says instantly he was healed. Instantly his ankle bones were strengthened. Instantly he got up and he ran into the temple and he messed up a religious service that day because all of a sudden God had shown up in the midst of the people of God. 
The final thing that I want to share with you that the name brings is found in the book of Acts, the 16th chapter. Paul is in the process of ministering. And it says, There's a certain slave girl who was possessed with a spirit of divination and who brought her masters much money. Said this girl followed Paul and us and cried out saying, These men are the servants of the Most High God who proclaim to us the way of salvation. I mean, that sounds pretty good, but it was of the wrong spirit. And so it says, And this she did for many days, but Paul, and I love these next two words, greatly annoyed. But Paul, greatly annoyed, turned and said to the spirit, not to the girl, to the spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out that very hour. I want to tell you, deliverance comes through the name of Jesus. Listen, I don't know what you're dealing with this morning. I don't know what addiction you've got in your life this morning. I don't know what problem you're struggling with this morning. But I read in the Word that says that there is a name that's above every name. There's a name above cocaine. There's a name above alcohol. There's a name above pornography. There's a name above adultery. There's a name above homosexuality. There is a name that is above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow. And every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. There's something powerful about the name of Jesus. You say, Pastor, how do I use that name? Let me, let me talk to you just a minute about this thing called the power of attorney. I'm sure all of us have heard this when we look at some, maybe some legal things in our life. But I begin to say, Lord, how, how do we appropriate this? to our life. And, and before I do the power of turning, let me, let me read you just a couple of scriptures uh, if I can. If, if, if you just look there in the book of, of Matthew, uh, the 16th chapter, verse 19. Let me, let me read this to you. Matthew 16, 19. This is out of the Message Bible, but I just love the way it reads, okay? And says, and that's not all. This is about the keys of the kingdom, okay? And that's not all. You will have complete and free access to God's kingdom. Did you hear that? You will have complete and free access to God's kingdom. Keys to open any and every door. No more barriers between heaven and earth. Earth and heaven. A yes on earth is a yes in heaven. And a no on earth, come on, is a no in heaven. Jesus said, listen, I am giving you the authority. I am giving you the power of attorney. I am giving you the ability to use my name. I am releasing that to you. Now, here's here's what power of attorney is. Here's, Here's the legal description. It is a general power of attorney is this. It is used to allow your agent to handle all of your affairs during a period of time when he is unable to do so. Jesus said, I got to go away. He said, I got some mansions I got to work on. Don't miss it. He said, but while I'm gone, he said, I'm going to give you some keys. 
and your yes on earth is a yes in heaven, and your no on earth is a no in heaven. And he's, he said, if, if you'll just learn to live that way. Listen, power of attorney is awarded. Watch what it says. Power of attorney is awarded either by the court or by the person whose rights you are assuming. Jesus said, I give you the kingdom. The Bible says that we are heirs and joint heirs with Jesus Christ. I've got a right to use his name. I, I, I got a right to speak his name. You say, how, how do you have that right? Well, I, I got to looking in scripture and, and, and looking at the, the Hebrew tradition, and I found out that, that when, a, when a baby was born, that uh, because of the bloodline, that, that they had the right to the family. But because they, they were born into the family, they had a right. But you know what happened on the eighth day? To a male child and on the eighth day they were taken before the priest and the priest performed circumcision now we won't go into that because we're in mixed company but at that moment go read the scripture at that moment that child received their name the Bible says when John the Baptist was eight days old at his circumcision, they said, well, what are we going to name him? Zechariah can't speak. Well, I guess we'll just name him Zechariah. And Zechariah grabs a pen and starts writing and says his name shall be called John. And the Bible says as soon as that name was pronounced over him that Zechariah's tongue was released and he began to speak praises unto God. Thank you for tuning in today. Please join Pastor Couples next week for another message designed to help you successfully live the Spirit-empowered life. Please log on to our website at www.loveandtruthchurch.com or visit us in person on Oilwell Road in Jackson. And remember, God wants you to lead a spirit-empowered life.